First Corinthians eleventh chapter. First Corinthians eleventh chapter, and as I've said, of, of all the communion services that I've been a part of and, and I have preached, getting close to thirty years now. I don't believe there has probably been a time or one of those services that I haven't read this scripture because it tells it from from the Apostle Paul's vantage point of what transpired. So 1 Corinthians 11, let's read verses 23 through 26. This is from the New King James Version. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So Heavenly Father, even now as we come to your word, I'll make it alive as the song we just just sang, Lord. Oh, make me understand it of what Christ has done on our behalf. And it's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. And today... Uh, I want to. I'm going to read a Charles Spurgeon meditation on communion, and I kind of went back in my notes, and, and I've read this probably two other times at least throughout the years. But I thought this would be good to get us focused on the table this morning. Remember, do this in remembrance of me. He said that after the bread. He said, do this in remembrance of me after the cup. And that was the title of this Charles Spurgeon uh, meditation. It was from uh, his morning and evening uh, devotion book that has been put together. And the title of it was simply, This Do in Remembrance of Me. So Charles Spurgeon, quote, It seems then that Christians may forget Christ. There could be no need for this loving exhortation. And, and by that he means 1 Corinthians 11, 23-26. And from what the Lord had said. that there, there would be no need for this loving exhortation if there were not a fearful supposition that our memories might prove treacherous. Nor is this a bare supposition. It is, alas, too well confirmed in our experience not as a possibility, but as a lamentable, regrettable fact. And then what's he saying? He's saying that, look, if, we, if we're honest with each other and if we search our hearts, we would all have to say, yes, there are times in my life where other things have taken priority. And so in those moments, I have put in the Lord on the back burner. It's as if, as if for those moments I have forgotten about Him. It appears almost impossible that those who have been redeemed by the blood of the dying lamb and loved with an everlasting love by the eternal son of god should forget that gracious savior but if startling to the ear 
it is, alas, too apparent to the eye to allow us to, de- to deny the crime. Forget him who never forgot us. Forget him who poured out his blood forth for our sins. Forget him who loved us even to the death. Can it be possible? Yes. It is not only possible, but conscience confesses that it is too sadly a fault with all of us. That we suffer him to be as a wayfaring man tarrying but for a night. He whom we should make the abiding tenant of our memories is but a visitor therein. The cross where one would think that memory would linger and unmindfulness would be an unknown intruder, is desecrated by the feet of forgetfulness. Does not your conscience say that this is true? Do you not find yourself forgetful of Jesus? Some creature or idol steals away your heart and you are unmindful of Him upon whom your affection ought to be set? Some earthly business engrosses your attention when you should fix your eyes steadily upon the cross. It is the incessant turmoil of the world, the constant attraction of earthly things which takes away the soul from Christ. While memory too well preserves a poisonous weed, it suffereth the rose of Sharon to wither. Do you get what he's saying there? That we will remember many things that are not helpful. (laughs) I can remember statistics from a 1964 World Series. Can you remember just oddball things like that? Here we'll remember things that are really not helpful at all to us. Those things that would be more as a poisonous weed as they pointed it out. And forget our precious Lord. The rose of Sharon, as he put it. The lily of the valley. Let me continue. Let us charge ourselves to bind a heavenly forget-me-not about our hearts. I love that wording. Let us charge ourselves to bind a heavenly forget-me-not about our hearts for Jesus our beloved. And let us hold fast to Him. Let us not forget Jesus. Let us not forget the cross. It was at the cross that Jesus emptied out His inmost self, pouring out His lifeblood, giving His all for us. How low was our dear Redeemer brought! He humbled Himself unto death. Stand at the foot of the cross and count the red crimson drops by which you have been cleansed. See the thorn crown. Mark his scourged shoulders still gushing within crimson streams. See hands and feet giving up to the spikes of iron and his whole self to mockery and scorn. See the bitterness and the pangs and the throes of inward grief showing themselves in his outward frame. Hear the gripping shriek, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And if you do not lie prostrate on the ground before that cross, you have never seen it. 
If you are not humbled in the presence of Jesus, you do not know Him. You are so lost that nothing can save you but the sacrifice of God's only begotten. Think of that. And as Jesus stooped for you, bow yourself in lowliness at His feet. May the Lord bring us in contemplation to Calvary. Then our position will no longer be of that forgetful, pompous man or woman of pride but we shall take the humble place of one who loves much because much has been forgiven him. Pride cannot live beneath the cross. May we remember the words of Christ, do this in remembrance of me. End quote. Just back up to verse 23. Let's just read the whole passage one more time. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which He was betrayed took bread. And when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, Take, eat. This is My body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of Me. In the same manner, He also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in My blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of Me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till He comes. And that's what we do as we come to the table to receive the bread and and the cup this morning. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, even as we come to this moment, help us to understand it. Help us to get a view of the cross. Help us to get a view of what Christ went through on for our behalf to all those who have believed, to all the born again, to all those yet to receive Christ. He has given Himself. So Father, I just pray that You would bless the bread, bless the, bless the, the cup this morning. Let, let it be a word picture, an object lesson for us to remember, remember what Christ has done on our behalf. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.